TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hump Day, everybody. It's Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, Jad Chambers producing. We are with you for the next two hours. Glad to be here on KFH, uh, on our video streams here for Sports Daily, which you can find on uh, on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Facebook. All kinds of fun stuff coming up for you today. The IHOP hotline is the place to be, brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options because you can chime in on the show, but you can also win lots of prizes. We're, uh, you know, prize central here on Sports Daily. It's kind of a thing we've adopted here over the summer, and we'll continue it through the fall, and we love it. But you've got a chance to get movie tickets today. Uh, tickets to Burt Kreischer, the comedian at Interest Bank Arena. Tickets to the wind surge on this final homestand and some HTO. Uh, so really happy to be able to do that. Keep that IHOP hotline handy. Uh, in fact, let's uh, let's keep people on their toes. I don't think we've done this before, Jad. So right out of the gates here, right as we open up, let's give away some wind surge vouchers. Uh, home games just through Sunday here. 869-1240 on that IHOP hotline. Let's get that train going early. And uh, Jad will hook you up with some wind surge vouchers. Good for any of the remaining home games. 869-1240. Uh, Tommy and I will be looking ahead to the weekend of football today. Uh, we've got Kevin Saul, Wichita State's athletic director, joining us at the top of the hour to talk about all things shockers during this now fall season. Feels like fall outside. Uh, certainly, as we have football back now in full swing, we're coming down to the, you know, to the nitty gritty in Major League Baseball. Uh, we've got all kinds of goodies coming for you on the show. We're happy to do that. Tommy, how are you on this Wednesday? I, I'm feeling good, man. You, you get outside, you take your morning walk. There's that crisp in the air. Uh, football, you know, five nights a week. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, you know, f- I know you've got little kids. I know a lot of our listeners have little kids. I, I left the house this morning uh, with both my my two-year-old and my four-month-old just screaming their heads off. And it was one of those situations where I was like, you know what? I got to go. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to work. Sorry, honey. It's all on you. 
uh, but I'm going to head to work and I'm going to enjoy uh, the, the nice uh, crisp air and, and look ahead to football this weekend. So I was glad to get out of that situation. I'm glad to be here today. Looking forward to getting into it. I've got my, if you're watching on our video stream, I have this Rangers shirt I'm wearing. It's funny. It's like way off center, uh, which you can see here. So oh, like yeah. this was, I, I, I have, you know, a couple of Rangers shirts. This was one my wife got me and we were really excited about it. And I was like, oh, this is so great. And I don't ever like, I don't send food back at restaurants. Like what, you know, I don't do any of that. Admit, I just like, I'm like, oh, I'll deal with it. It's fine. So I get this shirt. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's awesome. And then like a long time after I was like, you know, that's like way off center. And she's like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me we would have sent it back? I'm like, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so it is also baseball season, Tommy. And the Rangers have finally uh, pulled their heads out and, and are playing respectable baseball again, although Max Scherzer got hurt last night. But, you know, the, the Royals play a doubleheader. Bobby Witt Jr. continues to just go ballistic, uh, has really turned into one of the best players. We are at that time of year, too. Royals fans may be ready for that to end uh, for this season. But there's all kinds of good stuff going on here as we will get closer. I mean, it's September 13th. We're moderately close to the start of college basketball season. Definitely want to talk to Kevin Saul about, you know, how things are progressing with these shocker basketball teams on both the men's and women's side. Now that, you know, they're together and practicing and on campus and all that. Uh, We'll check in on volleyball. We'll learn about, you know, the bowling announcement that they had and what that might mean last week. Uh, They're adding women's bowling as an official sport. Just a couple questions I have about that, but uh, it, it is that time of year. Of course, it's high school football season. We're really excited about it. But, you know, football dominates this time of year, Tommy, for all of us, really. Uh, And we have, you know, three very interesting and intriguing teams to sort of follow along this fall. And, you know, it was unexpected last year to some degree because we didn't expect Kansas to be as good as they were. This year it is expected. You know, we expect Kansas State to contend for a Big 12 title. We expect Kansas to maybe sneak into the mix, but at least be one of the top half Big 12 teams, which makes them absolutely interesting. And we expect the Chiefs to, you know, win another Super Bowl. So it's it's sort of that time of year. And we'll take a little time today to go through all three. And, and all three have, you know, moderately interesting matchups. Uh, a road trip to Missouri. K-State, pretty heavy favorite. Uh, road trip to Nevada. KU, a very heavy favorite. And, you know, uh, the Chiefs get the Jags. And that's not as much of a you know, a dominating line or anything like that as far as betting perspective. Let's start there in the NFL. We'll find out today, Tommy, if Travis Kelsey is able to practice. So today's the first big day of the week on the heels of, you know, hearing that Traveler may be a thing here. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift apparently have been hanging out which reminds me of when I was like, you know, in middle and high school and I would tell my dad, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're just hanging out. I, actually, I say that. I, that continued much later into life, too. So what's the deal with her? Ah, we're, we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. I know what that means, Travis. Like, I know how that goes. Uh, we may get Traveler. And I told you this yesterday, Tommy. It's maybe the best news ever for the Chiefs because Travis Kelsey, if he can hook up with Taylor Swift, he can definitely take a team-friendly deal. Like, he's not going to worry about that at all. Uh, it, you know, it's sort of one of those Tom Brady Giselle things when you can, you know, you know, when you can date up or marry up and, you're, and your significant other is more famous than you are. It's, it's fantastic, right? That's great news for everybody. 
Yeah, it was kind of weird when I uh, heard about this because I mean, I know that that Travis tried to get her his phone number when she yeah. was in Kansas City and it didn't work out. I mean, that story was kind of funny when it came out a couple of uh, a couple of months ago. But I didn't for whatever reason when I first heard about it, my first thought was, well, that's a mismatch. Like he's got to be quite a bit older than she is. I mean, they're exactly the same age. I didn't realize that. Uh, so they are exactly the same age. I get it. I mean, that's kind of a kind of a power couple move. I had not heard the phrase traveler until just now. And I love it. Like, I, did, I, did you make well, that look, up? That's because... what that's what I've been told. So the good okay. news is you sent me this and then I've got, you know, younger people around the office that were more in tune with like the latest TikTok rumors and all of these things. That's where I've sort of heard the rumblings of traveler. And I guess the Internet sleuths have been all over this uh, just as far as like tracking where they said they had been and like what you know people I, I have no idea like i i'll just follow along i have no interest in actually you know doing any research or figuring any of this stuff out but it's fun i love it look the, taylor swift probably needs a new breakup album right i get it and i and i don't think travis kelsey has the personality where a bad breakup is going to impact him on the field so let's let's roll with this thing right let, like let's make this happen yeah, in the same week that we hear that Bill Belichick and his longtime girlfriend broke up, we also hear that now Travis Kelsey is maybe linking up with Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, when, when one bad relationship ends, another good one starts. I don't know anything about Bill Belichick's personal life. I didn't even realize he was a bachelor. No clue. Uh, but that's interesting. It's, uh, it, you know, look, these are, these are things that matter. I was so excited. I, was, I, I snuck in that Travis Kelsey nugget into the sportscast last night on KWCH. Uh, right off the top there as, you know, the most pressing Chiefs news. And my co-anchor, Rachel Hackbarth, is a huge Swifty. And I just kept telling her, I was like, you're going to love sports today. And she doesn't know anything about sports. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, don't read the script. Like, don't look ahead. You're going to love it. And she got so excited uh, <laughs> when I dropped that when I dropped that nugget. And I'm sure now has done all the appropriate research and will tell me all about it today. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's there. But, you know, less importantly – Maybe we got to figure out about Travis Kelsey's knee. And today's the big day, right? I don't know if today's bigger than tomorrow. I suppose it is if he doesn't practice. But if he practices today, and it was a good point by Dan Israel yesterday, it'll really be about does he practice two days in a row? Because if he does practice today, then, you know, the ultimate question becomes, well, how's the swelling, right? Because that's what kept him out, I think, the, the last time. I don't think any of us think this is a long-term injury. I certainly don't. It just really becomes about, like, how short-term is it, right? Because when we look at the Jaguars and look at the landscape of the AFC, I absolutely think that the Jaguars are going to be one of the teams you're contending with for that top seed because their division stinks, and they're going to have an inherent advantage that way. Look at what we saw from the AFC West, for example. The Chargers, yeah, they lost to the Dolphins. But I, I don't think anybody watched that game and thought, oh, the Chargers are going to be terrible this year. Like, they're not going to be a threat. No, you probably watch it and you're like, man, they're going to be able to score. The Raiders are certainly better than we thought. And the, you know, and the Broncos, with time, with healthy Jerry Judy, with like, I'm not, I'm not throwing the Broncos aside even though they lost to the Raiders because I happen to think, like, I, I didn't under, quite understand, Tommy, with the Raiders' hate. Um, because they, you know, they they've got Jimmy Garoppolo there, and just remember a year ago how much we loved all the players they brought in. Right, they got Josh Jacobs back, 
Jimmy Garoppolo's reunited with Josh McDaniels. Like, there's a decent chance that the Raiders are okay this year. And and I never understood how, you know, they were being put into the same conversation as, like, the Cardinals to be, like, maybe the worst team in football. I'm like, God, I, I, I know that didn't work out last year, but, you know, sometimes when we all really like something and it doesn't go right, out of the gates, it's like, let's let's hang tight just a second. It's kind of the same thing with the Broncos. Like, we all liked all the additions the Broncos made. It just was a bad fit with the coach. Well, now, you know, they got a coach there that, you know, and Sean Payton that you think will at least make it better. My point of all of that is the AFC West is much better than the AFC South. Much better. Yeah, I think that when you're talking about the Raiders, I mean, you can't forget, obviously, Devontae Adams is there, and he's still a top-tier wide receiver in the NFL. They've got Max Crosby, who I personally believe is at the same level as a Nick Bosa or a TJ mm-hmm. Watt. Like, he's right there. If he's not right there, he's I think right, he's right underneath under him, them. But, it, you know, but he's got the right attitude. The, yeah, yeah, as far as one of the top defensive players in the NFL. Uh, I think that their deficiency has been their coach. You know, Josh McDaniels hasn't shown that he can be a top-level coach in the NFL as of right now. Will he take a step forward this year? I mean, time will tell. They're 1-0. And then with the Broncos, you know, I think that obviously the big question is, will the marriage between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson work out? And I think it's going to take some time. He was missing Jerry Judy for sure. I'm not sure, you know, they scored 16 points against the Raiders in a loss in week one. I'm not sure that even at the peak of this offense for Denver, we're going to see them scoring 28 points a game. I mean, I think we're looking somewhere more around 20, 21, 22 on average, somewhere around there when they finally hit their stride. So, I mean, I I agree with you overall, though, the AFC West is a more difficult division than the AFC South is. I mean, it is, in my mind, the Jaguars division to lose. And, and, you know, we we saw Trevor Lawrence take a massive step forward last year with Doug Peterson adding back in Calvin Ridley, who is a beast plus, you know, Zay Jones, who had a great touchdown catch on Sunday. And Oh, by the way, Travis Etienne is one of the better running backs in the NFL as well. I mean, they've got explosive firepower offensively. The big question I think for the Jags is going to be what's their defense going to look like. You know, they gave up uh, a handful of touchdowns to Anthony Richardson and the Colts on Sunday And that's where you really want to have Travis Kelsey back if you're Kansas City because this Jags defense through one week has shown that they will give up touchdowns. If if Kelsey's going like at close to full strength, I'm going to come up with some combination of like... TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Like a parlay bet for Kelsey to have a big game, right? Like whether it's, you know, a couple of touchdowns and 80 yards, whatever it is. Like I, I, th- I do think that Kelsey could be big in that game and, and will need to be big in that game. And, and probably most interesting to me, Tommy, is, you know, what we see from the Chiefs' defense. Uh, congratulations to Steve for winning the win surge tickets. Let's come back and let's talk about that side of the ball for Kansas City as we look ahead to the Jags game this weekend because I, I honestly think that's the bigger test long-term for things that we'll see that will matter the, you know, to this season. I'll explain what I mean there. 869-1240 is the number to call. Lots of stuff to give away today. So keep it, uh, keep that IHOP hotline locked in to try and win some of those prizes. Tommy and I will be back. More Chiefs talk as we look ahead to the Jags on Sports Daily. Busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jake Ballbrock, Tommy Caster, alongside you. Glad to be here with you. Uh, Tommy, we're talking Chiefs, Jags. We're looking ahead, previewing things a little bit here. I think offensively, the question becomes about Travis Kelsey, of course, and can the receivers bounce back from, you know, what we saw in week one? That's that's a clear question, I think, for the season. But I, I think, to me, like, the bigger thing that I want to see because I just now, like, my expectations for the offense have shifted just a little bit because we don't know what's happening with Kelsey, and we know that, you know, these receivers have clear work to do. I, I'm more at peace with saying the offense is going to take a little time and be good. It's the defense that I want to see with a test like like this. Like, is this defense, which really, you know, stood out last week, and now we'll get Chris Jones back, who we I think he'll play this weekend. We'll find that out probably today. Is this defense good enough to be, like, top half, top third of the league good? Because that does change things a little bit and take some of the pressure off the offense. That's what I want to see this weekend. They're going to get tested. I mean, I you know, just watching red zone and flipping around a little bit last week, you see a lot of the Jags. Calvin Ridley looks like a problem right now for opposing defenses. They've got two. You mentioned Etienne. They also drafted Tank Bigsby. So they've got two running backs now to contend with. Christian Kirk, who didn't do much in the last game, is still there, who was fantastic last year. They, they've got Evan Ingram there, who has been really good since he's been there. Like, they are loaded offensively. And while I think that the Lions offense is good and respectable for what it does also— it was far more hobbled and, you know, like they don't have all their firepower right now. The Jags do. And it is, we're going to see that defense of Kansas City tested big time this weekend. And I really want to see how they hold up to that. Because I think that, Tommy, will be the big thing. Like, as we look big picture at the Chiefs and we think about how good they might be, that's going to be the thing that really makes the difference. 
I don't care what the offense does this week. I don't care what they did last week. You know, as this season goes on, the Chiefs are going to score a ton of points. Like, I'm not overly concerned about that. I don't know how it's going to happen yet, but in whatever way it needs to happen, it eventually will happen. And it could happen this week. Who knows? But the defense is the thing to me that becomes this bigger storyline early in the season because if it is that good, Tommy, I, I do think that will surprise us. I mean, Spag's defenses have been decent, but they're usually decent by the end of the year. Coming out of the gates hot is, is sort of a different thing here. Yeah, if they back up their performance last week with another solid performance this week and you presumably add back in Chris Jones, then we might be looking at a really solid defensive unit across the NFL in Kansas City. Now, the difference is going to be, and you mentioned this, the Detroit offense versus the Jacksonville offense. So the Detroit offense, you've got Jared Goff, uh, and, and I, you know Jared Goff has had kind of a resurgence in Detroit for sure. Um, you know, you've got a, a rookie running back in Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. I think they will be a solid running football team. I don't think they're quite there yet. And, you know, right out of the gate, you saw promise from Jameer Gibbs, but really David Montgomery carried the load running the football for the Lions. And then really it's Amon Ross St. Brown. Like that's basically it. I mean, they've got, you know, Josh Reynolds, but really it's Amon Ross St. Brown. There are so many more weapons that Jacksonville has, and you've got a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence that I think is head and shoulders above Jared Goff right now. So you've got Trevor Lawrence throwing the football to a Calvin Ridley who not only is a problem, but he's a motivated problem, right? Like, didn't play at all last year. I think wants to make up for lost time. He looked incredible against the Colts last week. So you've got him and then the other weapons, the other uh, wide receivers and Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, plus the running backs you mentioned. The Kansas City defense, they're going to have their hands full this weekend, but you know, they put out a really good effort last week. If they can duplicate that with the addition of Chris Jones back there in the middle, man, we might be looking at, you know, a really, really great defensive unit. So that's the, I'm with you. That's the matchup that I want to look at the closest this weekend is the Jacksonville offense with their weapons, taking on what could be a pretty solid defense for Kansas city. I'll tell you that I actually I actually do like the matchup for Kansas City. It's why I, I went ahead and, you know, jumped on them early in the week this week because I wasn't sure. Like, look, the line right now is three. If Travis Kelsey gets a clean bill of health and is, like, good to go and Chris Jones plays, that line's going to move off of three. It'll go up. I, I actually, I actually like this matchup for the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs in this game because— I think regardless of what, you know, if, if the if the linebackers can keep it up, right, and if the pass rush and Karloftis plus Jones and we'll see about Felix Anudike Uzama and all those things, I think, you know, by the end of the year, this could be a really solid pass rush too. But the strength of the Chiefs right now is their secondary. And so that, that helps, right, when you look at what the Jaguars are going to do. That helps certainly. So I, I think it's an advantageous matchup. I just think this is a really good opportunity as much as anything for the Chiefs. But make no mistake about it, this is a tremendous opportunity for Jacksonville too, Tommy. Like this is a, this is the game of the week to me um, because I, I think both of these teams really are looking to prove something. Like if you look at the rest of the slate and everything, I think this is the headline game this week. Because you've got the old guard, the Kansas City Chiefs, who 
you know, got a little blood on their lip, right? What, you know, what, what don't make me taste my own blood. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond to last week? We know how, you know, Patrick Mahomes will respond and so, but we don't know how Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore and some of these younger, we don't know how they're going to respond. We haven't seen it before. So there, there is that unknown and, and the chiefs must feel this to some degree. It helps that, you know, the other top end AFC teams lost too, but when you're the top dog and somebody comes at you like that, you're going to feel that. And you're definitely going to feel it when it's the Jags and what they did last year and what they appear to have done in the offseason to move them forward. And if you're Jacksonville, they, like they, it doesn't get any bigger of an opportunity. You get the Chiefs at home. I, I really think this is a this is a chance for Jacksonville and you don't wanna you don't wanna get too hyperbolic when you're when you're trying to evaluate the NFL because it's the NFL and we've learned our lesson on that time and time again. But but there there to me, Tommy, seems to be a very real possibility that when we're in late November and December, we've got a situation where the Chiefs and Jags are right there both contending for one of those top spots, or even if it's contending for home games or whatever, this tiebreaker could come into effect, right? Like, don't you see a scenario where both of these teams could win 13 games this year, right? Like, there there, there could absolutely be a factor where the outcome of this game directly impacts, and I don't just mean, you know, that's an obvious statement, but I mean like tiebreaker or maybe they're separated by a game. Like, it could be that razor thin, to where we're looking back at this one is like, oh, that was a missed opportunity for one of these two teams. Well, and that's what makes the stakes for this particular game bigger than, you know, the Chiefs going 0-1 against the Lions because you're playing out of conference. Now you're playing in conference where, you know, seating and standings are going to matter uh, come late in the year. I don't think it's hyperbole, honestly, and maybe you do, but I don't think it's hyperbole. Well, I just mean, it's not that it's hyperbole. It's that in the NFL, when we want to say that, you know, something catastrophic will happen to a team or whatever, and it doesn't end up because this league is so weak to weak. But it's as big as it could be in week two. Yeah, and and I don't think it also is hyperbole to say that this is a must win for Kansas City because it is a, a conference game. You cannot fall to 0-2 to start the season in that division and as you're going to be battling for seeding. I mean, you think can. about the think about the stakes of you know the the Chiefs. I mean, we know this because we we followed it for so long. The AFC Championship runs through Kansas City, right? You go 0 and 2 to start the season, it makes it that much more difficult to get to that point and have a home AFC Championship game. And I know that that's way down the line, and I know that there are a lot of other things that need to happen before then. But man, when you're competing not only in your division, but competing against the Bills and the Bengals and of course the Jaguars now and these other teams in the conference, man, you cannot afford to fall to 0 and 2 to start the season against a Jags team that could move to 2 and 0 and then all of a sudden they're looking at, you know, really really early on in the year, the number 1 seed. I mean, of course anything can happen as we move forward in the season, but I don't think if you're Kansas City you can afford to go to 0 and 2. Well, look, I the Chiefs lost two games in the first 5, I think it was last year. Uh in but they 2021. Didn't start 0-2. What's that? They didn't. No, I know, but, but so so hang with me. In 2021, didn't they lose? Yeah, they lost to the Ravens and then the Bills. So they lost two of their first five in 2021. 
and then they lost to the Titans, remember, and everybody was panicking. And look, they the thing about the Chiefs is, and this is what I mean. I, I yes, I think the Chiefs can go zero and two because I think they're good enough to win their next fifteen games if they do. I, I don't think there's not like like I'd be far more concerned right now if I was a Bills fan than if I was a Chiefs fan. The Bills just lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, and the Bills are totally healthy and should be ready to roll, right? The Chiefs in week one were missing two of their three best players. And in week two may not have either of those guys at full strength either. Like if they were to lose in Jacksonville again, like that's not going to be the thing for me where next week I'm like, look, it's panic time for the Chiefs because I don't think it is. I think they can still win 15 games in a row. and with there, But there aren't very many teams like that. I just think they've shown us that, right? Every time we're ready to to – overreact just a little bit to them they correct things and and sort of make their way back to their own law of averages which is to win like 14 plus games or 13 plus games or whatever it is and so yeah if they started 0-2 it wouldn't be great but you know the Chargers also lost last week and we're not really scared of the Broncos or the Raiders to win the division so you'd be what maybe at most a game behind the Chargers true but if you go 0-2 the margin to then go and win 14 plus games is to get the razor one thin. seed. Yes. It's yeah. razor thin at that point. And, and of course we've seen Kansas city do well in the playoffs, regardless if they're the number one seed. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm just talking about trying to have that path to a, a home AFC championship game again at the end of the season. It makes it that much yeah. more difficult if you start the season. zero and two, and by the way, zero and two, uh, against you know an opponent in the Lions that I know people are high on but that should have been a win Jacksonville they're on the rise for sure but then after that I mean you've got the Bears at home that should be a win the Jets on the road without Aaron Rodgers that should be a win the Vikings on the road I don't know I mean what you know see what happens there with the Vikings and then the Broncos at home and then at that point the schedule gets really difficult I mean that's been the narrative for a long time is how easy quote unquote, the first six games have been, uh, you know, comparatively to the the last part of the season. So you've got to take advantage of that, you know, when it's there. And that's why I say, I mean, as close to a must win as I think it, it can be this weekend in Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't think don't don't get I don't think there's a must win in the NFL in week two. But this is by far the most important game of the week, most impactful game of the week. And and the thing is, too, like in the other reason it, it, we won't need to overreact to anything is, yeah, if Jacksonville wins, you're still then – like Jacksonville still has something to prove, too. Like they still have to be able to make it through a whole season and try to go get 14 wins also. Yeah. We don't know if they can do that. We know that the Chiefs can do it. So I, I think and, – and it brings me back to what I started to think about yesterday probably as I really started to think about this game. This this is a massive game for Jacksonville. It feels big for the Chiefs, but again, the Chiefs aren't at full strength right now. They're not at full strength literally, right, with Kelsey and Jones uh, maybe playing. We don't know yet. They're also not, you know, like philosophically at full strength because we know now that, you know, there's work to be done with this group of receivers over the course of this season. The Jags are at full strength. The Jags are the, you know, the up-and-comer. They could prove so much here. The game is at home for them. This, to me, feels like just an enormous game for Jacksonville. And here's the interesting thing. 
it felt that way last week for the Lions too. So, like, you've got a very similar situation to what we saw with the Lions last week and that the Lions are coming into Arrowhead. They get the stage. They're trying to prove everybody to prove to everybody that the end of last season was no fluke and they're for real. And they, and guess what? They kind of did Tommy. Like that's what they did. And, yeah. and so everyone's like, okay, lions, like, all right. The, the Jags have the exact same sort of opportunity, but it's amplified a little bit because as much as we think the lions, maybe they could win the division or the lions aren't going to be like the one seed in the NFC. I don't think anybody's saying that maybe they will be, who knows, but I think the Jags are, are, you know, the expectation for them is just a little bit higher. And, you know, they, they're they on, you know, a, a short, you know, they're on the cheaper end of Trevor Lawrence's deal. There, There is a sense of urgency, I think, for Jacksonville to take advantage of this now because you've got the ability to sort of load up this a talent. A fairly easy division, by the way, also Absolutely. that you're playing in. And you have a chance to go beat the champs. Now, yeah. I'm sure Jacksonville would have preferred if Kansas City didn't struggle at all in week one and because you know they're mad and all those things. I yeah. wouldn't like that because I don't like a motivated Patrick Mahomes. But, like, he's got that Tom Brady factor, right? It's like, ah, oh, great. Thanks a lot, Lions. We, we, we pissed off Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, but, you know, the, Patrick Mahomes can't catch his own passes. Look, if I, I'm, I do, though, again, back to I, – I like this matchup for the Chiefs if Kelsey – if Kelsey can go, and probably Kelsey and Chris Jones. Look, Chris Jones should go. I don't I, I don't know why they wouldn't play and, Chris Jones, yeah, but Kelsey's that, that's, the big question. But I like it. I like the matchup for Kansas City. And my big question really is more Chris Jones than it is Travis Kelsey. We know Travis Kelsey is even remotely healthy. He's going to go, and he's going to make an impact. I wonder with Chris Jones. I mean, I, I think back to when was it, about a week ago, that he did that charity event while the whole that was still going on. And I think somebody asked him, like, if you signed a deal – you know, when could you play? And he's like, I can go suit up and play, you know, tomorrow. So now that that holdout is done and there's that one year deal that's inked and all of that, and he's active and it looks like he's going to be ready to go, at least physically. I wonder how willing Steve Spagnolo is going to be in working him in. Like, is it something where he's such a great talent that you just put him in right away? 100% like full go. Or do you work him back in? I mean, remember, he hasn't, he didn't, he wasn't at OTAs, wasn't at training camp, wasn't in preseason, wasn't in week one. So, at, at what kind of hesitation, if any, will there be from the defensive coaches in working Chris Jones in, or will he be full steam ahead? That's really what I'm really interested in looking at for Sunday. I think they can find that out at practice. So, like, schematically, I don't think you have anything to worry about, right? Like, he, do, he doesn't need to learn the system, he doesn't need right. to do any of that. He'll be fine. It's really is his conditioning where it needs to be. Chris Jones says it is. I think he's probably right, and I think that they can probably find that out pretty quick the first day he comes back to practice. All right, you say you're right. We'll start running. Like, here we go. Let's see. I, I The responsible thing is probably to ease it back, but, you know, you got to have a conversation with Chris Jones, too. If Chris Jones says he can go and, you know, you're you're pretty aware that, like, all the risk is on Chris Jones's plate. I think you can have an honest conversation. He just signed all this incentive stuff. Like, Chris, you think you're ready? Like, he's going to be motivated to get out there quickly, but he also needs to be careful and, you know, not tweak anything or do anything like that. And I don't doubt that he's been working his tail off. Like, he's not a... Uh, he's not of the physical stature of, like, Warren Sapp at that position. Like, he's a... He looks like a, you know, a pro wrestler out there. He's a monster. He's not... 
I don't want to use the term fat because that's not very nice. But, you know, there's some guys that play that position that that's a part of their game. He's not that. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, I, I just I, I think he'll be motivated to go. And, and honestly, the, after seeing the deal that he signed, whatever like emotional impact for the coaches that this clearly had. Right. It, it, it very to me, it very obviously did. I think they're going to be sympathetic now because Chris Jones just got hosed. And, like, you don't, like, nobody likes to see that. Like, even if we all saw it coming and we've been right about it for a long time and everything else, like, it still kind of sucks for him. And I think his coaches will have some sympathy to that. And I'm sure that Chris Jones, I I would love to be a fly on the room of, like, the conversation between Andy Reid and Chris Jones. Like, man, we're all kind of sorry that that happened that way. That was no fun for anybody. Let's get out there, remember the good old days, and let's go win some football games. So I think as long as his conditioning is up, he'll be fine to play full go, but they'll they'll be able to find that out in practice. I mean, I, I think that they will. I think they can do tests and things like that and be like, yeah, he's good to go or he's not. Let's ease him in. Either way, he's going to have an impact on the game. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, 869-1240. Chiefs fans, chime in. What do you think about the matchup this weekend? Call us on the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. We've got some movie tickets here, a special screening of the animated feature Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Uh, You can get a sneak peek Thursday, September 28th, 7 o'clock, Boulevard Theater in Town West. Take the family. uh, Keep them up late that night. You can get a pair of tickets on us. Here at Sports Daily and KFH, send caller. IHOP Hotline 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, coming at the top of the next hour. Sports Daily rolls ahead just after this. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Jana wins some tickets to see Paw Patrol at Boulevard Theaters. Good call, Jana. Uh, enjoy it. We're uh, we're Paw Patrol family here, Tommy. We my oddly enough, my son has not been quite as into it as his sisters were. Um, I think it's because our you know like our TV provider has changed, and so it's just not like the first thing we see on TV. He loves it though; he does love Paw Patrol, and he has all the hand-me-down Paw Patrol toys. So we'll definitely be uh, we'll be seeing that one in some capacity. So, uh, Tommy, we've got giveaways still to come here in the second hour. We'll give away some HTO in the second hour. We also have Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, interested to catch up with him on volleyball, but really to you know to see how things are going with the two basketball programs and learn more about this you know bowling announcement and what that means big picture for the school. Just ask some questions about that. Uh, you, those watching on the video stream, uh, my son apparently has crawled into the room here and just saw his head pop up and now he bailed. He's out. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it is a great time of year. It's the fall. We'll also talk a little more about KU's matchup. Begin to look ahead a little bit. KU K State. In the next hour, too, we can put a bow on the Chiefs here, Tommy. Three points now. Mention this. That's going up if Travis Kelsey plays, I would think, at least a half point to a point and a half. I I think it's going to go, you know, upward. But I don't know what to expect out of Kelsey. I mean, it's been a long time. You know, they played on a Thursday. He was still banged up. They're not rushing him back. We finally are going to get an idea today of how things are going. Can he practice? That's the first question. Can he practice two days in a row and keep the swelling down? Is this a big deal or is this not a big deal at all? I think that's uh, you know that's the big part of it. 
I, I think there's a chance, Tommy, that we don't hear anything else about this. I guess he put up uh, his podcast. I'm just seeing this right now. He said uh, that he feels much better than he did a week ago, and he feels like an a-hole for not being able to be out there with his team. So, uh, you know, he's giving an update on his podcast that drops. So during the, you know, the break and switch into hour number two, uh, we'll sort of, you know, we'll sort of look at that and see if there's any good information as I'm trying to, like, read the subtitles as we go here. Uh, yeah, he he, I, he clearly feels better. And just is saying, like, <laughs> he's now making fun of his brother. <laughs> Uh, for telling everybody that he was going to play last week when he, he's like, my knee kind of hurt pretty bad. He, he's giving his brother a hard time. That'll be good stuff to see that. And I want to see, you know, is his brother going to give him a hard time about Taylor Swift? That's that's the yeah. big question. Yeah, that's really what I care about in this podcast is, you know, the conversation about that. But, uh, you know, as of right now, back to the game, uh, on as of right now on Wednesday, uh, I don't feel confident in the spread whatsoever. And I don't know if I will, honestly. I mean, for all the reasons that we talked about, earlier in this hour. I mean, well, you've got a motivated Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know that over the last, you know, 10 days from the time that they played the Lions to the time they play the Jags, they've worked significantly on trying to figure out what's going on in that wide receiver room. So I would think offensively, the Chiefs are going to be better than they were against the Lions for sure. But then all the things we talked about with the explosive weapons uh, that the, the Jags have and how motivated they are to make a statement with the champs in town, I don't know if I'm going to touch that spread. I mean, I want to find out what's happening with Travis Kelsey, how you know involved he's going to be potentially in the game. I think right now the only thing I'm interested in as far as betting is concerned is the over-under. I think it's going to be over uh, just because of the dynamic weapons that Jacksonville has and knowing the amount of work that probably Kansas City has put in to improving their offense from last week. So really that's about the only thing there. As of right now, I'm confident in betting is the over-under uh, on the side of the over. But as far as the spread, I'm staying away right now. Yeah, we're opposite on that. I, I'm not. I'm not feeling good about the over or the under, but you know, if the chiefs defense is for real, I'm not going to like many of their overs early in the year here, just because I don't, you know, if, if their defense is for real, like it, I, even if their offense is good, some of their overs early on will be hard to hit the chiefs. They've been sort of that way in a lot of years. I'll tell you, it almost never works out for me to take the early lines on these things. Almost never Tommy. I'll tell you one. It did take, cause I, I took the chiefs. I took the Cowboys against the Jets. Um, just, just be on, you know, but this is pre Rogers. I got it at three points. And I did it because it was like, man, that pass rush against that Jets offensive line, like, that's a good matchup. I'm going to just go ahead and jump on that. Well, that line's now at nine and a half, of course, after the. So I've got the Cowboys at three points. So that, that finally, finally, I get one. We'll see if that happens with the Chiefs, of course, when we see Travis Kelsey's. Uh, injury update later today actually uh, i'll let tommy look at his new heights and do a little you know internet sleuthing on if there's any uh, anything that came out of that i'm sure all the beat reporters will be watching that as quickly as they can to try and get any information of course on taylor swift news too uh we'll come back kevin saul wichita state athletic director going to join us a little bit we'll talk about everything shockers when we return on sports daily TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 